Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM, Zach. And I am your wife and player, Diana. And this is part one of our 2019 Christmas special of The Veil. How are you doing, my darling? I'm doing okay. I am having trouble breathing, but that is a symptom of pregnancy that has not left me. And will only get worse. It is the scariest one for me. <laughs> that was the one that I was like, oh, I'm worried. So, yes, uh, in case you don't follow us on Twitter, uh, we announced recently so that we could basically just start talking about it. I don't think we're going to go super hard on any of the details ever. No, it's just that I can't breathe. And every time you ask me how I'm doing, all I want to say is that I can't breathe. <laughs> so, And also that you have to pee nonstop. Constantly. Mm-hmm. All the time. So several times in the middle of the night. We are expecting our first level one adventure in May. Um, and that is the biggest news that has been going on with us. It's been it's definitely been the biggest thing going on in our lives for the past several months, and it's been very difficult not talking about it. So it's finally it's good to finally like pull the break the seal on that embargo. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of how it feels. Yeah, it definitely is. But I, again, can't stress enough how little I can breathe. One, it's winter, so Diana was going to have a hard time breathing because dry air and my nose don't get along well. But congestion is a symptom of pregnancy, and it has hit me hard. And now all my organs are moving. It's weird and gross. You're an Evangelion now. It's so gross. <laughs> it's so gross. So I apologize. If you hear me wheezing or like audible breaths, it's because I cannot breathe. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, with that out of the way, (laughs) we are playing our winter holiday special. And this year we are playing a game called Veil 2020 by uh, Fraser Simmons. It's a cyberpunk game um, about the far future... uh, fighters of corporate America and we've kind of made it a Shadowrun-esque setting with magic and elves and dwarves and orcs and stuff so it's cyberpunk plus fantasy and I think it's fun. I agree. I'm very excited about my character. She's terrible. <laughs> I'm excited about it. She's in, She's a lot. Here's, what, here's the thing about this character. She reminds me of one of Zach's home characters. And I hate that character. Ebra? I hate it so much. In one of our home games, we play a campaign of The Sprawl, uh, where I play a motorcycle uh, gang leader named Ebra. And I very seriously considered making Ebra a NPC in this (laughs) cyberpunk story. I was very, very tempted to do it because Uh, I know you hate him so, so much. So much i can't i every time every time zach like gets in character for abra i like my skin crawls i like hate this character so much so annoying if this character was a real person i would actually punch this character he's one of my favorite characters of all time i have never punched anyone and i would punch abra if he was real (laughs) and this character that i've created is a way worse version of that one I love it. I, I love your character here. Uh, I'm excited. I am very excited. Sky is great. She's very intense. Um, doesn't give a shit about anything, nope. and I love her. Yep. So yeah, we are celebrating the most corporate of holidays with uh, the most anti-corporate of games. I would not say I'm going to fight you on this. <laughs> I'm going to verbally fight you on this. I would not say that Christmas is the most corporate of holidays. 
I do believe that there are like like Mother's Day would be mm. Mother's Day is super corporate so much so that the creator of Mother's Day was like I don't want this holiday anymore stop it stop this holiday okay Valentine's Day might also be up in the running for the most corporate of all holidays mm. Halloween could be up there as well I just don't feel like Christmas is the most corporate of all holidays I don't feel like it really makes the top four. Not when you know about the history of Mother's Day. There's Valentine's Day, which is some dude got beheaded. Some dude got beheaded and we were like, hey, here's some chocolate for you, bae. But do people spend nearly as much money on Mother's Day and Valentine's Day as Christmas? I feel like Christmas is so corporate that we have a secondary pseudo holiday, Black Friday, in order to support the corporate capitalism of Christmas. That's true. That's true. I guess my argument for it not being the most corporate is, like, for Mother's Day, there's no actual expectation that you spend any time with your mother. You just have to get gifts. You just have to give a gift. Whereas Christmas at least has. There's a familial expectation that you spend some sort of time with whoever it is that you consider your family, right? So I guess that's where my it's not the most corporate is. But you are right. Christmas is definitely where you spend the most money. We we, both have good points. Even if Christmas isn't a part of your religious... Like holidays? You're like still expected to You're, spend money you on are, this day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yep. So, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. All right. Well, I concede your points as well. <laughs> I think that's... Uh, <laughs> I think we there... should probably start this game. Yeah, should we start playing? <laughs> I think so. All right. Welcome to the Vale. The year is 2110. It's December 23rd. A Tuesday. It's been 80 years since the reawakening, when the magic came back to the world. Not as a trickling stream or as a nuclear explosion. A twisting, raging static, like God was adjusting the tuner on the planet's radio waves. It's been 57 years since the United States ruled that corporations could hold their own armies to protect their interests in the face of this chaos, in a ruling known as the Legion Act. 40 years since the Legion Act led to the corporation wars. 20 years since the veil went online. Now it is 2110. It's December 23rd, a Tuesday and it is raining in the Philosylvan intentional area. You, Sky, are standing on a sidewalk in front of a massive sky rise. In the rain, observing this cold steel monument to a massive corporation. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sky is a obvious rebel. Sky has shaved her head um, wears leather pants and combat boots, has a leather jacket over top a spaghetti shirt and mesh overlay that's just ripped all to hell. When her jacket's not on, you can see all of her tattoos, which are mocking all of the corporations and their stances. She's got lots of body piercings, gauged ears. She's got a cybernetic leg that helps her ride her motorcycle. You look at her and know she's counterculture. And as she's standing outside of this thing, she stands with defiance. Um, Legs spread apart, arms, like, hands at her waist, looking like she's ready to spit on it. Where have you parked your bike? 
And do you want to tell us a little bit about your bike? My bike is 100% on the park in the sidewalk right next to me. Oh, you you like pulled it up on the sidewalk? Yes. Um, so my bike is, for the time, retro. It's a crotch rocket that I made myself. It's based on retro designs. It's handmade. It's a hover bike. Kind of think Tron, but more hodgepodge together. Okay. Less pretty. Uh, nice. I'm picturing a little bit of like, yeah, like a dirty... I think they're called rat bikes, I think, or like it's like a biker movement. I want to say they're called rat bikes um, where they're like, they look kind of trashy. They're hand, they're like home customized, not professionally done, but they're like specifically kind of made to look a little ratty. Yeah. But this is like that, but very like high tech a little bit. Yes, absolutely. And hover because this is the future. It is the future. Uh, It is also... Post reawakening, when the forces of magic came back to the world, um, or came to the world for the first time, no one is quite sure. But you are a human, correct? Yes, I am a human. Okay. I think as you're standing outside of this building, you see like dwarves and elves um, walking in and out, uh, wearing like well done suits, like like fine suits, and they're like just like staring at you sideways, like what is she doing here? Which is a look that I both aim for and am used to. Uh, This building you are standing in front of is the headquarters for Arrowelliquary, Inc. This is a massive corporation that has its fingers in a lot of pies. How have you crossed Arrowelliquary, Inc. in the past that would make it very likely that they would want you dead? I'm a bit of a nomad free spirit i go where the wind takes me but every once in a while i will stay in a place hunker down for a little and the last time i did this for any sort of substantial amount of time the people that i kind of hunkered down with were very into ruining these corporations as much as they could and it was a gang of us that Everybody had their own specific job, but we were all a part of this gang, this group. Mm -hmm. This group, in particular, was very good at hacking. And so we hacked into their system and fucked their shit up, lost them lots of money. One of the ways that we were able to hack them is that I couriered something to this company that allowed it allowed us to be able to hack into them. Okay, so you, like, snuck in, like, a bug or, like, a virus. Right, but they have my face Mm. on camera. Okay. I am the only one that... I'm the only person of that group whose face they have seen. Ooh, all right. As much as I tried to, you know, like, conceal myself and stuff. Yeah. Why are you so strapped for cash that when you got the call to arrive at uh, Arrow Reliquary, Inc., for a job that you decided to show up anyway? Or is it that you were stuck for cash? I guess, why did you take this job when you got a call from this corporation that might very well want you dead? You got a message over the veil saying, um, asking you to arrive at this time. I am always strapped for cash. I live my life without the need for money, but every once in a while you need money. Specifically, when your bike is falling apart and you need to put it back together Mm. and you've already kind of used up your resources that have allowed you to be able to do it in the past. And so I always need money. I'm always looking for gigs, especially gigs that interest me. I'm curious to know if they actually want me dead. Do they actually know it's me? 
part of me thinks they don't, but suspect it's me. And so going in there is kind of like a fuck you. Okay. I'm coming in here. You have no idea if I'm the one who did it or not. My last question. The Phila Sylvan intentional area is stands where Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia, once existed. As a nomad, do you live here? Do you live outside of here? Do you just go wherever the job takes you? I live nowhere, um, but I am from here. So I come here because it's familiar and because I have the most connections here because I'm from here. But I live nowhere. Like, nowhere is my home. My bike is where my heart is, and home is where the heart is. Does your bike have a name? I call my bike Baby. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's very No good. one else calls my bike Baby, but I call my bike Baby. You are standing outside of Arrow Reliquary. It is uh, December 23rd, and it is raining and gray and dull. Uh, the sound of cars um, and uh, rickshaws and bikes are passing behind you in the street. Uh, the these heavy, huge water droplets are just raining down from the sky. And you have been asked to go into this building. What do you do? Like I said, I was standing like I was ready to spit. And so I spit. Okay. Like that really gross spit that people do. I won't make the sound because it's disgusting. But also I think it's disgusting. But like that really gross spit that people do off to the side like they're chewing. Yeah. You know? Or like they're dipping. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I do that often. I have nothing against chewing and dipping. It's just like the spit is gross. I mean, I think even people who do chew admit that the spitting is gross. It's just gross. And they spit all the time. But that's kind of like what she does. It's kind of like that kind of like spatoon spit. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> the spittoons. All right. Yeah, it's perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't dip. There's not dip in her mouth, but that's what she does. She spits. She walks in. Like with the swagger. Mm-hmm. Like... You don't know if it was me. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sure they do. I'm sure that they do. And a big part of her is like, yeah, they know it's me. But was, like, there's another part of her that's like, they don't know. That's why I'm here. This is interesting. You enter into this this lo- this enormous lobby with these ornate um, marble statues, and there are two elevators on either side, and uh, just like in the at the far end in the center is like a single desk with an elven woman sitting behind it. And there is a human man standing there uh, wearing a uh, suit, wearing a, a, a black suit and tie and holding a, a large briefcase. And he turns to you as he sees you walk in um, and your footsteps are echoing through the lobby, and you can hear like the dripping of the water off of your jacket, like just splatting on the marble tile. And this human man uh, snarls a little bit, and he goes, "Sky, I presume." Maybe. Uh, and he starts walking forward with a scowl, um, and he extends a hand. Once the two of you meet in the middle, uh, his free hand, he extends it to shake. I stare at it and then I, for like a second, and then I do like the hit it. Like I go in to hit it. Okay. Not like I'm pushing it away, but like I'm like. like more like a, you like high five his hand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He looks at his hand and clenches it, wipes it against his, the breast of his suit. He goes. I have a smirk on my face. My name is Alwas. I will be escorting you to your meeting today. 
all right, all of us lead the way. And I do like a curtsy bow with my hand extended, mm. my arm extended. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he turns and he starts walking and he goes, terrible weather we're having, isn't it? And he presses a button on the elevator. Is this small talk? Is that what we're doing right now? Is that what, is that the relationship that we have? Oh, man. Meanwhile, big smile on my face. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, he presses the elevator button like a couple <laughs> more times waiting for it to go. Like, just please, please hurry up. Is this, is this suit of yours prepared for the weather? This, this dreadful weather that we're having? Well, I uh, was prepared enough to bring an umbrella to work today. Oh, well, I was prepared enough, and I shake my jacket a little. I was prepared enough to have a leather jacket, and I shook it, and he definitely got wet. I did it so he got wet. <laughs> uh, the doors open, and there's this Muzak, like, elevator Muzak playing, um, and he goes in. Presumably you follow. I don't even know that I follow. I think the minute they open, I'm in. You're, like, in? Yeah. He follows you, then. He pulls out a key uh, over on, like, the, the keypad. Uh, pulls out a key. No, what? This is the cyberpunk future. Uh, he presses his thumb against a uh, biometric scanner, and it, it accepts it. It lights up, and then a new button appears on like the touchpad. And he Ooh, presses that fancy. new button. This is so fancy. Oh man, what a wonderful first date. We have to make sure that access to the CEO is limited. Taking me to meet the parents on the first date. This is so cute. He scowls again. (laughs) Uh, And the elevator starts rising very quickly. Um, And he says, when you meet Araxis, uh, I would request that you behave with at least a modicum of respect. A modicum? I have nothing but respect in this body of mine. And I like swoosh. My leather jacket, I don't know, like, with two hands, like, butterfly the ends back Mm -hmm. to, like, show off my bright orange mesh shirt with the spaghetti shirt underneath that's just, like, they're both full of holes (laughs) and, like, inappropriate. Yes. Well, Master Araxis reached out to you because they believe that you are the best person for the job ahead, but I will be frank, I wouldn't push my luck. And then the elevator slows, stops, and with a ding, the doors open. If you let me, I'll push something else. And then I take a step out of the elevator. (laughs) It opens into um, another massive room, but this one is not as empty as the other one was. This one is full of safes. They're They're like safes, like stacked up on one another different shapes and sizes um there are stacks of cash lying around um there are uh jewels and uh rare gemstones and jewelry in glass cases fancy art and tapestries just very like just wealth this room is huge it is like the it is an entire floor of this building and it is no, it's not quite an entire floor, but it's, like, very large. Um, and it is... It's a museum to wealth, basically. Yes. So I swagger, like, way more. My steps are way more exaggerated, and I whistle. And Diana struggles with whistling, so I'm not going to whistle. Plus, that would be terrible audio. Yeah, don't but, whistle in the mic. But I whistle, and I go, wow. 
Wow, so fancy. You guys must be really struggling. Please, Miss Sky, a modicum of respect, please. Nothing but. This is swag. And as you are walking through this room, you see, like, as the two of you and all of us are walking, the these big guys start, like, coming out of the woodwork behind you as you're walking until you get, like, halfway through the room and there is, like, ten or so humans, orcs, trolls kind of, like, hanging out behind you in, like, suits and black mirror shades. Mm -hmm. And then you hear this hissing coming from deeper in the room. Mm -hmm. And it goes, Sky, how... Courageous of you to come at my calling. Doesn't seem like it takes very much courage from me, but it looks like you needed a whole squad to be courageous. <laughs> yes. And out of the darkness comes uh, slithering a massive dragon. Well, that's disgusting. It's this big gold fat dragon with a long neck. And he is adorned in gold and jewels. And they uh, come up and I think they like start like slithering through all of the wealth until they're like in this open section in front of you. And then they sort of coil up and they rest on their own coils and like put their hands down and put their head on their hands so that they're just kind of like looking down at you. And it's just this big, massive gold dragon sort of like towering over you. And it says, um, my name is Araxes, and I am the CEO and founder of Aero Reliquary Inc. A pleasure to have you in my office. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. I will tell you, though, I was expecting more grandeur. This isn't, or grandeur, this isn't quite as fancy as I was hoping for. There's not enough gold here. Uh, they cackle again, and they go, no, not quite enough, surely less than I had last year around the holidays. The holidays are a difficult time. We have uh, bonuses to give out and gifts to pay, and uh, we lost some of our profit margin this year in a corporate accident. Oh, what a shame. Mm. Really hurt your bottom line. I can see how you scrimped and saved to get by. Yes, well, we all must make concessions. Sky. Dragon. Araxes. And always goes, Araxes. Araxes. Mr. CEO. <laughs> I have a job for you. That's why I'm here. I know that you are the best courier in the area. I mean, when your reputation precedes you, there's nothing else to say. Well, I have a last-minute gift that I need delivered before Christmas to my fair goddaughter in Isla Miami. Do you think you could make that trip? I can make that trip no problem. It will require an additional fee, as this is an expedited delivery. Uh, Araxes cackles again and uh, says, Oh, of course, Sky. Send us your receipts. 
Well, as you know, because my reputation has preceded me, I will be accepting half a front, at the very least. Araxes laughs um, and says, of course. And uh, I think he says, you will find when you check your accounts, your credit will be sufficiently fuller than when you walked into this building. Dope. He uh, gestures to Alwis, and Alwis hands out this hands oh, like holds out the suitcase to you. Now, is that like gonna bite me or something? I assure you, it is very safe. Just don't open it. I just want to get paid. I just wanted to know if that suitcase was going to bite me. And I pick it up. You will be delivering this to my good friend Tirathon. He is a fey lord in Isla Miami. The exact address will be in the notes of your credit deposit. Shiny. Just make sure it gets there in time. I would not want to disappoint my goddaughter. Because if she is disappointed in me... Someone will pay the price. I knew old man was on the chopping block. I could feel it when I walked in here today. I knew he was ready to go. Listen, old man, you need some help? I might be able to help you. Uh, Araxes cackles and goes, A sense of humor. I like that. Payment. I like that. (laughs) And then I turn around and I start walking away. Okay. And I think uh, Alwis escorts you to the elevator, the, this group of muscle parts to let you guys through. Um, and always on the way down, will answer any question. If you have any questions on this job or anything, always is happy to answer them. Mainly, are they expecting me? The people that I'm delivering this to? Yes. Lord Tirithon has been informed that you will be arriving at his manse at some point before Christmas Day with the gift. Cool. And I'm I'm just handing it over. I don't need any sort of proof. How do I get the rest of my payment? Once the gift has been confirmed in Tirithon's hands, the other half of your payment will be deposited into your account. And as Lord Araxes said, if uh, you have any expenses that you would like refunded, please just forward the receipts our way. Motels, gasoline, whatever you need. Charging stations? You probably don't run on fossil fuels and... Hopefully you don't run on fossil fuels. In order to get to 2110, we will have to have given up fossil fuels, so let's say charging stations. I mean, that's part of my deal, so that makes sense, yeah. Ding! Bottom of the elevator. I wink. Do guns, like finger guns. See you around, oh man. And I walk out. It is still raining outside. Um, You have this... Suitcase. The suitcase. I have a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Is this a big ass suitcase? It is. I guess I should say. Uh, I shouldn't. I sh- I've been saying suitcase. I mean to be saying briefcase. I've been, okay. I should have said briefcase this entire time. Those are different things. I would say it's pretty thick. It's maybe like six inches thick. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's like six inches deep by like ten by twelve or something. Suitcase sized, but six inches thick. Because what you just said, 10 by 12, mm-hmm. is not a suitcase. That's a box. Oh, yeah. So, like, that's not very big. So is it a, that's not 12 inches. 
what you're holding up, the rest of the world can't see this. It's like you're, a messenger bag size. You, you are holding up almost a yard. It's briefcase size. So it's briefcase size, but six inches thick. Yeah, it's very thick. Okay. I have rope. I, I did not specify that, but I'm going to assume I had rope because I'm a courier. And I make shift a book bag. I'm strapping this to my body. Oh, you're strapping it to your body? Yeah, instead of my, mm. instead of my bike. Okay. Do you wear a helmet? I was thinking about that. I think I do. I think I wear an inadequate helmet, but I mainly wear a helmet, like, for the rain. I don't wear it for my safety. Yeah. Like, I wear something to kind of just, like, block it from hitting me, like, hitting me in the face, you know? And, like, bugs getting in my scalp. It's mainly for the sunburn, because I just remembered that I don't have hair. Okay. So it's to protect you from the elements. Yeah. It's not actually to protect me from crashing. Okay. So I strapped this onto my body. I secure it. Like, the way that I'm picturing it knotted is it's got several knots across its length. And then it's, like, double wrapped. Like, it's not going to fall off of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's just, it's not going to fall off of me. And I put my helmet on. I put my hands on my, my, it's not a steering wheel. Put my hands on the handles. And I clip into my motorcycle because my cybernetic leg connects to my motorcycle mm-hmm. and it's got a tactile interface that lets me i can make decisions faster than a split second when i'm on my motorcycle it lets me just like automatically move cool yeah so i like i have to like click my leg into my motorcycle i rev and i go what's the what's the hovering look like do you like does it glow is it just like does it just like hover is it like a ufo it's not like a UFO. I imagine it hovers like magnets hover. So it doesn't really have to do anything special. But when I turn it on, it just kind of like pops up off the ground a couple inches. Okay. And I do think that there's a glow only because it's nighttime and it's raining. In the daytime, it wouldn't glow. It's okay. like safety lights. Okay. Cool, They're like cool. automatically built in. I mean, I probably also have headlights, but these safety lights kind of like radiate around the motorcycle so people can always see me. It's like a... A really annoying safety feature feature on motorcycles that I can't disable on this one. Okay. And you start going yep. uh, in the gray, in the rain. Um, I don't think it's quite nighttime because I want to give you the full oh, okay. day to travel because yeah. you have a long way to go. Right. Uh, Isla Miami is an island where the city of Miami <laughs> once was before much of Florida went underwater. Mm-hmm. And you are making your way out of the Phyllis Sylvan intentional area. Mm-hmm. How paranoid would you say Sky is? In general or for this specific mission? Uh, for this specific mission. Very. Okay. In general, moderately. Okay. <laughs> she knows that she just signed up for something really dangerous. Um, she took the job because it was interesting. And now she's got some intel that not a lot of people have about that company. It was interesting, so she took it, and now it's going to be even more interesting because I'm about to meet some bigwigs down in Florida. But I 100% think that this is a trap, that they have somehow set up a trap for me. I just haven't figured out how yet, so that's why I'm continuing with the mission. Or with the, it's not the mission, it's a job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to keep doing this until it stops being fun and interesting, and then I will just stop because they've already paid me. A few blocks away maybe like 20 minutes even from that's not a few blocks let's say like 10 minutes away from arrow reliquary inc headquarters 
you stop at a light and you are waiting there when you notice that a truck has uh, pulled up behind you and has been following you mm-hmm. for a couple blocks. Like anytime you change lanes, anytime you turn, this truck turns, changes lanes. I think it is a, I don't think it's a hover truck. I think it is still a wheels on the road truck. Yes. And I think that makes them uh, heavier, more um, like corporate armies use these because they are on the ground. They're heavy. They're, they're tough. You can like pack more in them and you have a little, not necessarily more control, but like more direct control than Mm -hmm. it's, they're less floaty than hovercraft. Right. What kind of truck is this? Is this like a pickup truck or is this like a semi? Uh, Like a Humvee. Okay. How similar is this Philosylvan intentional area to the actual city of Philadelphia? Um, As similar as you'd like it to be? Is there something specific that you're thinking? Yes. The Philadelphia city has terrible streets Mm -hmm. sometimes, and some of them are extremely small. Yeah, that hasn't changed. Yeah, cool. So I noticed this. I make a note of it, and I very much on purpose am making a turn onto the next street because I know what's off of this next street. So I'm assuming that we're still driving American style, so I'm on the right, Mm -hmm. and I can make a right-hand turn on red Mm -hmm. in the city of Philadelphia. So I do that. I make a right-hand turn on red, gun it down this street until I get to one of the small little alleys that only people are supposed to walk through. Okay. But I'm on a motorcycle. And so I go. And I'm assuming that I've made a right down this street, go down. I'm gunning it super fast. And then I go, I make a left into this little alley pedestrian walkway. All right. Yeah. When you made the right on red, the Hummer like immediately pulled out behind you. And like mm-hmm. you hear like cars like honking, horns honking as it as it like speeds to keep up with you. And then you turn down this little alley. Yeah. So it clearly cannot follow because it will crash into buildings. Yeah, so it just like pulls up against the alley and like stops and you are you're going. Yeah. Can you give me a role to basically try to evade them and get out of the city is what I'm assuming you're doing. Is that correct? Yeah. What emotion are you feeling right now? I know. I'm I should looking. start asking you before I ask you to roll so that <laughs> I'm looking. So I'm going between frustrated, maybe anxious, and fascinated. Mm. Selfishly, I want to go with frustrated because that's my best stat. I think that's, I mean, I, I don't think that's cheating. I think but it I, would be reasonable for your sky but, to be frustrated by this. But I also wonder if I'm fascinated because it's so early in this journey. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm frustrated yet. I think I'm fascinated by this. Okay. Because I think I was expecting something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's really obvious. It's like a little bit of a disappointment, but it's interesting that you chose a Humvee. Like, mm, okay. right. <laughs> it was an interesting choice in the city of Philadelphia, the Philosylvan intentional area. Okay. I think we can go with fascinated. Is that all right? Yeah. That's, you can roll with whatever you want. Oh, I did it. I got a 12. That's a super oh, shit. success. That is a super success. Uh, Mark in emotion spike. And you get out of the Philosylvan intentional area following like these one one ways and small alleys and like old old roads um that only someone who's who grew up in the Philosylvan intentional area would be able to follow right until you get on the highway 
and you start heading south. And we see your bike like zooming along the highway with like these other cars as the rain is beating down on you. Um, I am going to say, so you get out without further trouble, but the rain is starting to become a problem. Mm -hmm. It is landing so hard, so heavy. um, It's really kind of like clouding your helmet. Um, What do you want to do? I think the first thing that I'm going to do is just take my helmet off. Can I do that one-handed? Is that something you can do one-handed? You could, I mean... Or, like, lift the visor. You could lift the visor. I feel like that would... Wouldn't that just make things worse? Well, it depends on how the rain is splattering against it. Like, I mean, we both wear glasses. Like, when you have those dew drops just, like, sitting on your glasses, it's Mm -hmm. way harder to see than if you just took off your glasses. As someone who's previously ridden a motorcycle... Yes, I have not. It would be worse for these raindrops to be hitting your bare eyes than to be streaking along your visor. Okay. Just, just as a heads up. I mean, if that's what you want to do, you no, can I do it. No, I have never ridden a motorcycle, so I have no I just idea. think it's going to, I think it will be worse. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. I appreciate it. No experience. Except for like 25 miles per hour on the back of my cousin's while my mom like screamed the whole time. Like, oh my God, <laughs> she's going to die. Around of Unless there's something cool. If you want to do some rule of cool, I then do. we can do some rule of cool I about have, it. I have nothing. I have nothing. So my next thing would be like find a truck and be behind it. But then I just have all the secondhand, like the road stuff coming mm-hmm. up at me. Man, I guess I have to stop. I can't think of another thing to do. I don't have like a force field unless I do have a force field. Do I have a force you field? You do have something. I have something, but I thought that it was not strong enough to be able to do something like a force field. Follow me? Can it do that? Why not? Oh my god, I'm gonna do that. Okay. I'm gonna do the thing. Okay, so you can you can also stop if you don't want to no, do I this. No, I don't thing. want to stop because I know they're following me. Like I, like Sky doesn't want to stop. Sky wants to keep going. Okay. Diana is just lacking in some creative ideas. But force field, I'm going with that idea. So what I'm gonna do is I have magic. What y'all? I'm so fancy. <laughs> Those gauges that I was talking about before. In my gauged ears, it's about the size, it's a little less than a quarter, in between a nickel and a quarter. That's about how big these gauges are. Okay. In one of my ears, I have, in one of the gauges, I have a wasp embedded in amber, and that's like stuck in my gauge. In the other one, I have a spotted lanternfly wing in amber in the other one. So I'm picturing that my leg, my fake leg is on my right side. And my gauged ear is on my left side. Okay. It's the with the with the wasp, the wasp amber, the wasp in amber allows me to do magic, specifically wind and lightning. And so, and I have to be touching it. I'm always touching it with my ear, but I have to like intentionally touch it to kind of like get it going. So I lift my hand as I'm riding. I'm not slowing down. So that might be why you lift up your visor yeah. so that you can get in there. Yeah. So I touch the wasp of amber. And I don't know that I have to say anything. I think I just have to think about it, right? Like intentionally. Yeah. Um, and so I think about wind coming from behind me? Or can I just do a force field of wind yeah, you in can front do, of me? Yeah, you could do like a force field of wind. Okay, so I'm going to do a force field of wind in front of me so that the rain stops hitting me. All right. What's the, uh, what's the command that you give the spirit? What is like the spell name? In like a word or a couple word, like a phrase. Wind. Wait, no. Wait, no, no, no. This is the. So, so, wait, no. Hold on. Stop. This is the one that I have to use different words, right? I can't use the same one over and over again. No, but what is that? That's a game, right? Where you had that was a game that you we can't played. Use where the you, same words over and over again. What oh no, was you know that? what? You know what I think I'm thinking of? What? The world. Don't don't judge me. Runaways. 
You're right. That is how magic works in Red Alliance. <laughs> I feel like I th- for some reason I thought that I thought we did have a game that Where spells worked like that. You, yeah, right. Like you had to be really careful about how you worded them. Yeah. No. So we are using the magic system from World of Dungeons. Although now that I'm thinking. Now I'm wondering if we should have done the magic system. No, I like the magic system in World of Dungeons. Uh, We're using the magic system in World of Dungeons. So you have to give your spirit a command. And the more specific the command, the safer it is for you. Okay. So then I'm obviously not doing wind. I mean, you can just do wind. No, I'm I'm doing force field in front of me. uh, You could say create a force field. Create a force field in front of me. You could say get the wind out of my face. You can... No, I want the wind in my face. Do you have... So you're, you're summoning the spirit? Yes, and I want to create a force field of wind in front of me that I don't slam into, which I'm a little worried about if I say force field in front of me. Oh. I'm a little <laughs> afraid that I will slam into a force field. So I kind of wonder if the wind should just be blowing from behind my back towards my front. Mm, okay. Uh, give me a roll with whatever emotion you are rolling with. Um, confident. I feel pretty confident about this. Okay. She does at least right now. That's a success. Is that an eleven or is that twelve? Oh, it's a twelve. Shit. Okay, so that's a that's I a critical success. Critical okay. success. When you when you touch your gauge with this wasp in it, I think to you or to anyone who would have magic sight would see um, the head of a wasp sort of appear over your helmet, um, and this wasp uh, is a spirit named Sebestet. What's your relationship like with Sebestet? They are a wind and lightning spirit that is bound to your whim. I think they don't like me. <laughs> okay. And I think I find it hilarious. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Sebastian says, I'm sorry, what do you want? I want the wind at my back to stop this rain, kind of like a force field of wind. You want me to put the wind at your back so that you can fly through the storm? No, you're not listening. I want it to stop raining on me. To protect your eyes so that you may rush headlong into danger. You got it. To your own death, I hope. Listen, if I die, who's going to summon you for these fun little adventures? I can only hope that your death involves the destruction of that trinket I've been locked in for years. Probably not. (laughs) That is why I wear a helmet. So you're always protected. And I like pat it. Sebastet growls and says, your wish is my command. Um, And I think... uh, I make kissy noises. You hear the buzzing of many wings and you feel this wind kind of push against the back of your neck and like cut around you and then kind of burst this like cushion. It's pushing the wind away from you and like it like cleans off your, your visor and just you are now flying down the highway. Um, and we see you booking it, just flying as the wind is at your back and cutting a path in front of you down the highway. How long do you drive before? Uh... I need to pee. That's a very good <laughs> question. Um, probably, I could probably make it about two and a half hours before I have to rest, recharge the bike grab something to eat and pee okay you make it to just outside the old capital city of columbia i didn't think of a new name for washington dc it used to be it they were considering columbia 
Weren't they considering Columbia for it? I think so. So call it Columbia. Oh, wait. What? Columbia. That's what the C is in it's Washington District of Columbia. Yes. <laughs> My dumbass. <laughs> I thought you knew that. That's... No, I like totally forgot that. I, mean, I totally that's... forgot what the stats were. Wasn't there another name they were thinking of just calling it? It might have been Columbia. I don't think it was Columbia. I think so, because okay. that's why in Bioshock Infinite, the place is called Columbia, I okay. think. Well, anyway, Columbia. The White City. Let's call it Columbia. Uh, you make it to just outside the old national capital of Columbia uh, before you have to park and recharge. And there is this charging station that is, uh, it's got like a uh, neo diner attached to it because diners will always exist. Diners will always exist, but also they have to be neo to show that we're in the future. Correct. Now, when you say Neo, do you mean Neon? No, I mean Neo, as in... Like the Matrix? Like new. Oh. Like the suffix, the faux suffix for new. Got it. But there is a lot of Neon. Because it's a diner, right? Like it needs Neon? Mm -hmm. It needs the signs that flash and are annoying. Yeah. Continue. Um, And so there's a charging station. How long does it take for your bike to charge? Not long. Okay. Enough for a meal. Oh, okay. You know how long it takes to get your food? When you walk into a McDonald's, you take your food, you eat it, you leave? Yeah, yeah All yeah. within like 20 minutes? Yeah. Probably about that long. Okay. You uh, you park your bike in a stable, a charging stable, and head into... You want? Uh, do you want to get something to eat? Yeah. Yeah, I'll eat some. Are you going to the bathroom? Yeah. <laughs> but you got to order a coffee before you can just get up and leave to go to the bathroom. Okay. I'm against corporations. I'm not against people making a living. Okay. Gonna show them that I'm a paying customer by drinking my black coffee, which very well might be the only thing I have. They don't know that yet before I use their bathroom. Okay. So you you go and you order black coffee? Yeah. As you are sitting there, nurse, is the briefcase on your back? Yeah, still. I haven't taken it off. You're nursing your coffee out of the cold, out of the rain, when a group of hold on this is important did yes. i go to the bathroom no you may have said that already no no you're still drinking your coffee i didn't say i was drinking a coffee i said i would order a coffee and then go to the bathroom oh okay you ordered a coffee yeah like the waitress came okay can i get you something to drink i'm like oh can i have a coffee and, and then i then get up go i go to the bathroom i come back my coffee's ready ready for me okay perfect you come out of the bathroom and at your booth mm-hmm. uh there is a coffee and uh, there is a human and two orcs sitting in the booth. And the one human turns to you, waves, uh-huh. and gestures for you to sit down where your coffee is sitting. Uh-huh. I make it to the nearest exit. <laughs> I'm not talking to these people. <laughs> I know you look so sad. I'm, I'm literally picturing this, like a lot of diners, that mm-hmm. there are, there's usually not just the one way out. There's like the big way out, but there's always like a different way out. I think you could get to the main entrance without passing them. Oh, then I do that. Just yeah. go to the entrance. Yeah, I'm just not my table. Somehow my coffee got mixed up. That's not my table. And I'm leaving. All right. As you. Oh, I definitely smile and like do that like acknowledgement head nod and I'm heading to the exit. Okay. As you or as the main doors open for you, mm-hmm. there is a uh, pair of humans um standing in front of the entrance with their arms crossed uh and i think they have their 
uh, jackets pulled back in a way that you can see blasters mm-hmm. at their sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them goes, why don't you go have your coffee? Well, it seems like somebody else was already enjoying it, so... You should have a drink. It's on the house. You try to pick me up. I smirk, and still I'm trying to, like, skedaddle next to them, away from them. He kind of, like, tries to sidestep in front of you. I didn't know we were dancing. Go back inside. (sighs) And I turn around. I go back. And I sit at my booth, and I pick up my coffee, and I look at it. The human who was sitting in the booth says, you can drink it. I assure you, it's perfectly fine. We didn't tamper with it in any way. Waitress, can I have a coffee, please? Thank thank you. Uh, He shrugs and gestures to one of his orc companions who takes the coffee and starts drinking it. And he says, I will also like a tea, please. Miss Skye, I would like to ask you to please hand over the briefcase that you're carrying. I have... No idea what you're talking about. There's a briefcase strapped to your back with bungee cord, and I want it. Do you mean my suitcase? This is my suitcase. I'm going home for the holidays. Very well, Miss Skye. Well, I would like your suitcase, and I would be willing to pay you handsomely for it. Okay. I would like to get paid prettily. So I don't... Adding random adjectives to words? Like, what's happening here? I see, I see. Miss Skye, please hand over the briefcase. You are trying so hard to get into my panties right now. I can't even handle it. Just ask me out. Like, you don't have to go through all of this. You can just ask me out. Uh, one of the orcs is trying not to laugh. This gentleman I wink at him. does not look happy at all. <laughs> you, can get, you can do away with those formalities. I want absolutely nothing to do with it. Well, then it- you can just get up and leave. I was enjoying my coffee. You're being really rude. Me and Hunky over here, we're going to have a good time. And I'm pointing to the orc that's been trying to not laugh. My employer has given me permission to pay you up to 1,500 euro dollars for you to hand over the briefcase to us if you were to do it right now. Oh, that's such a shame. Do you know how much this coffee was? This coffee is 1,600. Oh, not really worth it. Ugh. You should enjoy this coffee, though. You did order a tea. I think I'm going to go, though, because I'm done with it. Miss oh. guy, I think you are misunderstanding the nature of this transaction. You will accept the offer and give us the briefcase. Well, it's not really an offer, then. Feels a little bit like you're trying to control me. And as an independent woman, no man is allowed to control me. Am I right? Am I right? Yes, you don't get to control me. So I'll be making my own decisions and you'll be getting up and leaving. Otherwise, this is harassment and I will be filing filing a suit. (laughs) And she says all this with like cheek piercings and like bald head and like this tone does not belong to this body. Like, at the moment, I've got my leather jacket open so you can see my... It's now blue mesh overlay on top of my... Does it change colors? I don't know. The mesh itself? But it's different colors now. Okay. We'll figure out if it's magic or not. Who knows? But it's blue now. And it's got different holes. But my undershirt is still the same grody shirt that it was. Mm -hmm. And my leather is, like, out in the open. I definitely have a little bit of a midriff showing. And I'm just like, you don't... I'll I'll be filing a suit for sexual harassment. And I, like, take on a Karen tone. Uh, So you are definitely 
patrons in the diner have noticed mm-hmm. what is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the waitress has, is not coming back with your yeah, coffee and I, his tea. She won't, yeah. The orc who didn't laugh at your harassing this human um, kind of leans over and he goes, Listen here, you're going to hand over that briefcase or we're going to take it from... you got such a sexy voice. I hate this character. (laughs) Ooh, that's so sexy. Talk dirty to me, daddy. All right, I think... And she's she's laughing as she says this. All right, I need to roll a D6. I need to roll a die of fate because I don't know how this orc is going to react to that. It's bad. It's bad. Um, He winds back a fist and swings. What do you do? He's got a big old orc fist. I'm assuming that I've been sitting in this booth by myself. And this side of the booth by myself. They are on the other side. No, the human was on that side with you. And the two orcs were on the other side. So when I got in, I'm on the edge and he's sitting next to me? Yep. Okay. So I dive into, like, out of the booth Mm -hmm. and stand up and hands on my hip and I go, no, thank you. And I just turn and walk away. <laughs> I'm like stomping away. Everyone is staring. Hold on. You have to roll to dodge that, oh, that swing. I do. I do have to do that. And I am angry mm-hmm. if you can't tell. Yeah. Eight, ten. Success. Okay. Yeah, that is a straight success. You dodge out of the way, angrily say no thank you. No thank you. And then start walking away. I did like a wide berth. Mm-hmm. Like a wide berth. I want to come at the exit door straight on, but I also want to be able to see if they're coming after me. So, yeah. So, like, I'm taking, like, a uh, He break. does. He immediately, like, yeah. you dodge out of the way. He he punches the um the cushion of the booth behind you. And I think it, like, it doesn't, like, break off, but, like, the wood cracks, mm-hmm. like, pretty loudly. Um, And then he, like, stands up with a creak and is like, listen here. And he starts charging at you as you're, as you're walking away. How close am I to the doors? Uh, like, uh, five feet. I'm picturing double doors with the humans behind each door. Yeah. I think they're actually off to the side so that like other people can get in and out, but like, so they're not directly in front of the doors. Okay. The, those guard guys, they're outside, like to the side of the doors. As I'm coming towards the doors, are they moving at all? No, I don't think they've noticed yet. Shit. Oh, do you want them to? I wanted them in front of the doors. I had. Oh, idea. okay. Yeah, sure, sure. As, as they they caught notice of this uh, of the scuffle, mm-hmm. and they are getting in front of the doors to like cut you off before you move. Perfect. I touch my ear. Uh huh. And I'm like, "Hey, Bay," which is annoying to the wasp because it's not a bee, and I'm but I'm not calling it a bee. <laughs> I use a lot of at this point what would be air quotes retro lingo. Mm-hmm. Hence the lit, the swag. The dope and this bay. Did you use any of the? I don't. Remember. I used all of them. I, I have not, used all of them. I did not even. Yes, notice. I'm using what dope is not current, but the rest of them are kind of current because mm-hmm. by then they'd be super retro. Yeah. So I go, hey bay, and I touch it. What? Look at the trouble you. I got need an me. air cannon. I'm sorry. I need an air cannon right now, coming from my hand. <laughs> I need an air cannon. Uh, roll to cast a spell. The spell is air cannon. Now, is this, are you attempting to do damage or are you attempting to blast them away? So the reason I wanted them behind the two doors is I wanted the doors to swing open violently and hit them both. Okay. Like, I I kind of am trying to do an attack on them, but I'm not really actually trying to attack them. I'm trying to get them out of my way. Okay. 
and I am irritated. That sounds like it falls under mad. Yes. All right. So, yeah. Okay. But I do, does that justify? Can we? Sure. Does that? Okay. You do. L- listen, it, it, as long I don't feel like. I'm going to try to play I don't even the know rules. how you would cheat the system. Yeah, but you get to determine what your emotion is. Yeah. But, so I don't think there is a, okay. I don't think there's a cheating the system. As long as you role play out an emotion. Yeah. Then I'm, then I think you're good. Yeah. That's not good. No, but I needed it because that's a plus two. Oh, yeah. So I just, by the skin of my teeth, get that air cannon. Yes, you do. So you hold up your hand and ask Sabastet for an air cannon. Mm -hmm. um, And Sabastet obliges. There's this massive burst of air and the glass bursts out. Like, it doesn't even open the doors. It just bursts out the glass and sends these two guys flying backwards, like, into the parking lot. Yeah. Um, I, I like make a face and I'm like, ooh, sorry, but not to them. To, to the, I like over my shoulder. I'm like, ooh, sorry, as I'm like leaving. <laughs> uh, and as you turn around, you turn around just in time for that big orc to grab you. Ah, damn! He like grabs your arm. He like puts your arm in a lock and like grabs the back of your neck with his other arm. Which arm? Your right arm, whichever arm you just used to fire that air cannon. Okay. So he, he grabs your right arm and grabs your neck from behind, mm-hmm. and he's like just trying to like grapple you down okay i am going to touch my ear again Mm -hmm. because he grabbed my right arm and it was my left ear i did specify that before yep so i grabbed my ear and i am like uh bae i I need lightning you're so needy just give in to them let them kill you nope and i'm going with scared really I think I feel embarrassed that I got caught by him ah. because I had taken a second to say sorry. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's the last time you apologized. I know. Oh, that didn't that didn't backfire too bad. Okay, that's good. I get a negative one to scared, so I was very scared there for a second. I still get a seven. It's right. still a seven. Uh, roll your damage. Oh, wait. What are you asking him to do? Lightning behind me. I want to strike this guy with lightning. Okay. Question, though. This is a mechanical question. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm marking something in scared, but I had something in powerful. Do I just erase the powerful yep. or do I mark the thing in scared? Both. Okay. Uh, roll your damage. Oh, that's the best of two D6. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought I had. I thought that was the thing I did to use it. Oh, no, no, no. That's the damage you deal. Oh, that's a six. That's a nine. No, it's the oh, best. Oh, it's the best of 2d6. Yep. My so you, bad, my bad. So you roll 2d6 for this, um, and you take the higher number. Yes, it even says it. I just forgot how to read for a second. No, that's okay. Um, so you deal 6 damage, which is going to be enough to... I lightning bolt If not guy. put him down, it's not going to be great for him. What, what does this lightning attack look like? Do you want to describe it? I think just like before, when... The wasp head, if you were connected to magic, you would have seen a wasp head in front of me mm-hmm. when the lightning, when the wind force field was happening while I was driving. I think this time what you see is a wasp's like stinger kind of because he's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. You kind of see it coming up out of my head and from its stinger is a jolt of lightning. Cool. That's great. And I think uh, you probably don't notice this, but the human who was talking to you like cocks his head and he goes, interesting as his orc bodyguard just gets electrocuted and lets you go um and like falls to his knees and is like his he's smoking a little bit and he goes <coughs> and like smoke comes out of his mouth the minute he let go of me though i booked it yeah 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 i was out um but you can hear a in your ear 
being like, you're asking a lot of me today, Sky. Hopefully I won't have to ask anymore. It's very annoying. I know. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry because you, I, you're in my ear. <laughs> you make your way out. There was lots of screaming in the yes. diner, oh, by gosh, the way. Yeah. Should be noted. Lots of screaming. Uh, you make your way out, and there's uh, these two guys are on the ground, and they are slowly getting up amidst all the broken glass, and you can see your car or your bike in the distance. And these guys are starting to get up, and there's the orc, the other orc, and the human, like, starting to come out of the diner. Uh, what do you do? I'm trying to step over the guy who's getting up and just running over him. Okay. Like, I'm literally just running over them. I'm yeah, not yeah, stopping yeah. for anything. All right. You want to give me one more roll to get to your bike? I think once you... Once you reach your bike, you're going to be able to leave these guys in the dust. Yeah, I just got to figure out what my feeling is. I don't know if I'm scared. Part of me still feels like I should be, but I'm very scared to roll a minus one. (laughs) Trying to justify anger to myself. I think you can absolutely justify anger. I mean, this is a shitty situation that that Sky would be probably pretty mad about. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm pissed about this. I think you can do that. That's a 10, right? It's a 10. I would have been okay with the scared anyway, but it's a 10. All right. I really need to start doing some peaceful things. Like, I really need to start doing some peaceful things. Yeah. So I do like the way that this game kind of, like, gives you complete control to say what you want to roll with, but then asks you to try to, you have to balance it or else you're going to start. Yeah. I can't just be mad all the time. I have to to make some decisions while I'm in a peaceful place. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm just, like, Booking it over this guy. Yep. Uh, you leap over this dude, make it to your bike, lock in, and start pulling out. I lock in. I lock my leg in before my hands are even on the, like, handles. Like, oh, it's yeah. the first, it's instinctual. It's the first thing I do. Nice. Do you un, Do you even unplug the bike, or are you nah, just, like, nah. just pull out and yep. take off? Yep. Nice. That cord is probably still connected to my bike. I'll take it off at some point. Yeah. Uh, you hit the highway and pull out of this parking lot and we see this group kind of like coming out and watching you streak with your neon lights down uh, the exit ramp back onto the highway um, into the heart of Washington, D.C. this week thank you so much for joining us we really hope that you enjoyed this episode this part one veil 2020 was designed by fraser simmons uh it was published in codex chrome 2 produced by the gauntlet you can find that on drive through rpg we want to say thank you zach b our editor and our producer without you this show would not be made if you don't hear me like huffing and puffing like I just ran a marathon, you can thank Zach B. We also want to thank In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemo's Place off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with a Ghost at inlovewithaghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure that you're rating and subscribing to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever the cool kids get their podcasts. It means a lot to us and it helps other people find us and also rate us and also subscribe to us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at 
at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Thank you to our patrons for allowing us to keep this show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us maintain it and better it every week while getting cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly campfire pod, failed attempts at movie nights. We're like, going to keep trying. We have so many ideas that maybe we'll work one day. Well, every dollar helps Maybe figuring out how to do a movie night. So we're trying to use cast to do a movie night. We <laughs> attempted once. It didn't go well. We're going to try again. And hopefully it'll work this time. If not, I'm going to try and maybe start doing like private video game streams for patrons. Doing something so that we have like bi-weekly hangouts. I just really want to make you guys watch K-dramas. Like I'm really sad about this. <laughs> I just really want to make you guys watch K-dramas. So trying again. Thank you all again for joining us on our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world that you continue to have a very nice day. But like, a very, very nice one.